This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. July 12th, 1972. Two different planes have been hijacked. As the July 13th Chronicle went to press, both hijackings were still in progress. A National Airlines 727 en route from Philadelphia to New York was back on the ground in Philly. The hijackers were demanding 600,000 American dollars, 20,000 Mexican pesos, and some parachutes. An airline spokesman wondered aloud where the hijackers thought they could find 20,000 pesos late at night in Philadelphia. The other plane was circling over the Oklahoma City airport. It was also a Boeing 727, an American Airlines flight from Oklahoma City to Dallas. A hijacker had demanded $550,000 in some parachutes, and he ordered the pilot to divert from Dallas and head for Fort Worth. But weather prevented a landing there, so they went back to OKC, and they landed at Will Rogers Airport. A little over an hour later, the hijacker ordered it back into the air while the ransom was being assembled, and the plane was circling the airport at press time. Two hijackings in the same day might sound like a lot, but it was actually the second time it had happened in a week. The golden age of hijackings was wild. On July 5th, there had been an attempted hijack at the Buffalo Airport and another on a Pacific Southwest Airlines flight from San Francisco to Los Angeles. That one ended in a shootout at SFO in which both hijackers and a passenger were killed. When the two planes were taken over in Philadelphia and Oklahoma City, it had only been seven months since a man identifying himself as D.B. Cooper had hijacked a Northwest Orient 727. 727s must have come with handbooks on how to hijack them. Well, Cooper said he had a bomb as he took over that 727 between Portland and Seattle, demanded $200,000 in a parachute, got it, ordered the plane to take off again for Mexico City, and jumped out, never to be seen again. Obviously, brandishing weapons and a bomb and demanding a big pile of money and some parachutes were de rigueur for hijackers in 1972. At least for one type of hijackers. Another popular motive was politics. People taking over a plane and demanding that it fly to Cuba was such a cliche that every time your one funny uncle got in an elevator or the back seat of your car, he'd say, take this thing to Cuba. The hijackers who were killed at SFO a week earlier had demanded to be taken to the Soviet Union. The first documented mid-air hijack was in 1939. That was also the first fatal one. A guy in Missouri shot his flight instructor and took the plane. It's hard to say what the motive was, but it looked like robbery of the plane. The first hijack of a commercial flight happened in 1948 between Macau and Hong Kong, but things really got hot in the 60s when air travel became common. The golden age ended in the 80s when airlines and airports made it a lot harder to bring weapons onto a plane, though there was still nothing like what happened after the 9-11 attacks in 2001. The drama over Oklahoma City ended when the hijacker handed his gun to a flight attendant and agreed to surrender. 
In Philadelphia, National Airlines couldn't find 20,000 pesos, but they did get 1,600, plus the half million dollars. The pilot had jumped out the window and escaped, and now, as part of the deal, the hijackers released the passengers and got on another 727 to fly to Mexico. Over Texas, they apparently changed their mind, and they ordered the pilot to head to Jamaica. But they started running short of fuel over the Gulf of Mexico, so they turned back and made an emergency landing at a tiny airfield in Lake Jackson, Texas. After a tense negotiation, the hijackers surrendered. Did I say there were two hijackings in one day? That was what was in the Chronicle, but there was actually a third on a flight from the Ivory Coast to Paris. Two people were killed in that one. Which brings up another point. There were almost 2,500 air travel deaths in 1972. Some in hijackings, but mostly in a record 55 crashes worldwide. To this day, 1972 is the deadliest year in aviation history. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century. <laughs>